Okay, let's start with your name, who you are, and what you do. Hi, I'm Simri Schreiner. I'm a strategic customer experience and brand strategist and part-time lecturer and currently busy with my doctorate in customer experience management. Say your name slowly one more time. So it's Sumeri Schreiner. Sumeri, because... Sumeri Schreiner. Because for a second I was like, wow, she sounds like that might be a Japanese name. My yes, Japanese no, heritage kicked no, in. No, very Afrikaans, so a bit of Dutch in there. So. Okay. And, and, and what are you working on? So I'm currently doing my thesis on customer experience management. And my biggest challenge that I've realized and experienced within the industry consulting to businesses is how do businesses actually enable themselves to make the hero of the customer central to the organization and give them the tools to understand how do they assess, how do they make these experiences valuable for customers while still managing their business. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're getting a PhD in that? Yes. <laughs> well, we need more PhDs in that to be certain. You know, what led you to think that you could learn that from an institution? Because it's such a it's such a challenging frontier. You know, Customer experience executives all over the world are on the on the frontiers of uh, management style changes, technological revolutions, um, economic uh, transformation yeah. brought about by let's say COVID or some of these new digital currencies, Absolutely. and it just seems so hard that you could go to a school that had CX figured out. How to explain that to me? <laughs> so the school does not have the CX figured out. So, and I think that is where the beauty comes in when you actually do your thesis. Because of the research that you have to do to be able to deliver something and contribute knowledge towards the industry. So from my PhD, which specifically with reference to, is doing academic research articles that's been validated, etc. Then also just read extremely wide within all customer experience books that's been written, all the blogs that's been written, all the commentary that's been written, speaking within organizations, speaking to customer professional associations. So it's gathering all these various kind of voices and bring them together, make sense of it, propose something and then test to see if it actually does work or does it have, what impact does it have? That's awesome. I feel like maybe one day the can the uh, the mics will be reversed and you might interview me. One <laughs> um, one of the things people don't really I don't we don't talk a lot about in my social channels is yes. I delivered customer experience strategies for some of the world's biggest brands: AT and T, Wells Fargo, McDonald's, oh. FedEx. I'm currently working on one of the. Uh, top 25 global brands of the world, these oh. um, from the inside out and outside fantastic. in. So, yes. so you and I might want to compare yes. notes <laughs> Absolutely, that would be fantastic. So, interesting. And tell me about your, your introduction to customer experience because 
we we were all not this way once. No, no, not at all. So the first time, as I said, I've been branding and marketing, specifically from a strategic side, was my beat. Done it in blue chip companies for over twenty years, multinationals, working in South Africa, and consulting also a wide variety from maternity clothes to engineering companies. So it was very wide and breadth. And I went actually to a customer a marketing conference, and there was a person there that spoke about the insights and was just when Uber was sort of starting in South Africa. It was very, very new. And they said to us, like, you people, brand strategists, think you're going to have a job in 10 years' time. Let me surprise you. And he actually demonstrated to us the, what we thought we knew from a branding perspective, but saying to us, the brand gets owned by the customer. The brand sits with the customer. And all that we can do is we can guide and we can converse. And as long as we can start to understand that the customer's life world and the role we as brands play within the customer's life world, from there on, then you can view it. And that was my journey. That's why I started into customer experience and says, sure, yes, from marketing and branding, we quite do quite a push kind of thing. It went from the push economy to the pull economy to the experience economy. But how do we actually still see it in context within customer's life world rather than from a corporate world? Yeah. You just said quite a bit there. I'm processing. <laughs> yes. You know, um, now, do you have children? Yes, I've got two. Okay, then this this daughters, I, yes. my my this metaphor will make sense. Mm. You know what it sounds like? If I could capture everything you said into this moment is, when my children were younger, young, you know, they're first learning to walk. Yes. You know that moment <laughs> where they're walking and you're behind them, and they're going, but they're head is coming a little bit closer to the corner of a table and you just reach out and put your hand over yes. that corner yes. or you gently just tap them yeah. it's really so much as cx at its one of its essences is us as let's say parents is a strong word but us as people who can see more around a business Yes. What we're really trying to do is just help that business sort of step to the left a little bit yes. or cover up that sharp corner. And what's interesting about that is, to your point, the business is so busy growing up and yes. learning how to use its legs and its mobility that it oftentimes um, may benefit from a customer experience advisor of some sort. Mm -hmm. And what, what I, the reason I say it as... It reminds me of the parental pieces. We're not trying to, we don't affect how this organism grows. No. We provide an extra sense for a, a moment where it's needed that changes the tra trajectory of the business. And back to what you said originally, that our ability to influence that moment was very different back in the day. You know, yes. back in the day, I felt like uh, businesses were more like uh, giraffes or something that pop <laughs> out and like five yes. minutes later, they just run, yeah, you know? absolutely. So I, yes. I, I agree with yeah. some of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. is, is that... It's a beautiful what, analogy. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. I think um, the one thing I do think as um, customer experience professionals or guiding rails that we do give customers... And a business, sorry, for, for that matter. I think businesses do know their business best. 
And I, I, that's why I think you're an attitude. So, so you as a human, you, you learn how to grow and it's natural and you actually get there. But you just need these tiny bit of guidances. And so have you looked at this? Or let's look at this. Let's move a little bit there because there's some interesting flowers on that side that you can actually also enjoy. So it is for me quite important that we as customer experience um, professionals or practitioners that come in and really listen to, to businesses because sometimes we feel we're going to come in and we're going to say, oh, you need the strategy and then you need your vision. And then after you've done that, then we need to work on this. And it's sort of like a sequential steps that we have sorted for them that they need to follow instead of listening to them and say, okay, this is where your context currently sit. Let's actually weave in customer experience through all the various areas where the customer, which is throughout the whole organization. It's not something that sits in marketing or in customer service or even in the customer experience department. It actually sits right through every level aspect and fabric of the business. And how can we actually help the business to have this weaving constantly to make the customer view and to help them around every single corner, not just to say, go down the passage, but actually sort of seeing these different kind of ways and different kind of places you can guide them wherever the customer finds value in their lives. All right, so you've, you've intrigued me, <laughs> and I wanna, I wanna just say in this, because it's unscripted, please, if I um, ask you a question, feel free to say pass, or <laughs> sure. let's talk about that later, or let me think about that. Absolutely. But as I, I get a sense of what you're doing and, and who you are, what I will say is, in the, in the context of CX professionals, mm -hmm. I, I, I encounter so many and I start to realize there's like different archetypes. Yes. Um, and um, there, you strike me as an archetype that is, um, your, you have uh, an underlying inner drive for this is a strong word but the truth yes so <laughs> it's very spot on <laughs> so, so mm. by investigating i mean a phd is not a um a social media event like yeah. you are investing so much of your mind and your time to try to decipher because i don't think you're trying to be um prescriptive or um, uh, demonstrative of your CX knowledge. I think what you're trying to do is find clarity for the industry. Is that, am I following absolutely. that narrative no, properly? 100%, yes, absolutely. It, it's for me, because there's so many voices, but just even from um, sort of kind of um, terminology point of view, you know, sort of whilst I was doing all my research, you know, various CX industries, bodies, consultancies talk about the core pillars. Then some talk about the core competencies, other talk about the core constructs. And once you actually sort of decipher all of those things, you can actually start to group them together. So my whole journey within this is actually really in-depth, looking at everything that's out there, really understanding it, trying to see where are the commonalities, where are the differences, where are the things that's actually bringing a new lens towards it that we can actually use. And then take that information 
and then go and test it. And I think that for me is quite the heart of it because a lot of theory is out there, but there's very, very little statistically valid and reliable information that has been tested, that have been out there and say, um, for example, there's about, um, oh, it's a handful of um, CX maturity matrices that have been statistically validated. There's a lot of maturity matrices out there that's been used and been implemented and stage one to stage five that you need to follow. And these are the steps you need to go from that. But there's very, very few that's actually statistically been valid. And once you actually have all these things and you have identified it, how do you bring it into your organization? Because if you don't become part of the everyday management of your business, then you're always going to be ring-fenced. You're always going to sit on the side. So once again, referencing back to weaving it into the fabric, how do we actually make customer experience as accessible and as um, talkative and integral within the everyday conversations of our businesses as we do with product development or with technology now? So about information systems or how do we collect data, big data, AI? It's the same kind of aspect that I'm trying to bring together to say, how do we take all these things, or these are the things that I found, and how can we actually now see how it works and how it will play out? <laughs> you literally have to be one of the most ambitious CXers in the entire planet that I've met. So here's what you just said. Yes. What you said was, you want to instill the nature of CX into, business, into the ethos of a corporation and how you're going to tackle that is you're going to get a PhD and eventually one day teach it academically in the context along all the other disciplines, product marketing, um, etc. So that when a business executive emerges from the educational system and goes into the real world, they are surrounded by other peers who understand the complexities, the nuances, and the models, and the thinking so that the business can work holistically with a continuity of CX that is from the outward context of the industry rather than a little flame in one person's heart inside an organization. Is that? 100% perfectly summarized. <laughs> Sis, that's like, that's a lot. It's a big thing. I don't know if one podcast is going to do this. Okay. If you so, think about customer experience and customer experience management, it's a systems thinking. It's systems thinking that you imply. Mm -hmm. If you think back to Peter Singer and what does make, what makes organizations good, it's learning organizations. Learning organizations, continuous improvement organizations. So if we start thinking of customer experience and customer experience managers as a system that actually, yes, impacts product, impacts marketing, impacts technology, everything, and I can actually help my students start thinking about that and stop thinking of, now I'm just doing my finance, and now I'm actually just doing the economics course, and now I'm just doing marketing or sex, and start thinking of, this is all various parts, like a Rubik's Cube. It's like we've all played with, well, I don't know if we can still play with Rubik's Cube, but it's, that's it. If you turn one section, it's got an effect on something else. So as soon as we start thinking like that and start getting that mindset of custom experience, like a Rubik's Cube and a system thinking, then I think we're halfway there already.
All right. We have just a few minutes left. I want to touch on something. I think what I want to know is you've said all this, but you said to me before we started this podcast, you're South African. Yes. So what that, (laughs) so contextually and biasedly and, um, environmentally, your your CX is born from a place that's different than other places in the world. Absolutely. Here's what I will tell you. Yes. I can I I can beat this drum as long as I mean till the cows come home, and I don't think anyone would believe me. Even <laughs> I say on the internet until they get here. Yes. The reason I come, I fly, it was a 33 hour trip <laughs> to get here, and yeah. the reason I come here. Mm is because I've discovered a discovery on my own that South Africa is a, it is the, um, it's one of the toughest places in the entire world for more than one, two or three or four reasons to grow and define customer experience. And because of that, it over-indexes on innovation yes. in the space. Yes. So what's really interesting as I'll watch your career and this yes. mission unfold is you're sort of coming from an environment where innovation and change in CX is so much more important for the success and thriving, whereas many of the systems thinking that you're describing mm. in other parts of the world, they're more constrictive or more... Um, empirical about the yes. way they they um, deliver. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see because you have a, you'll have a certain agility in your approach that I, I'm not certain the rest of the world even <laughs> will comprehend in the beginning. Yeah. I think South Africans, we're, we're a tough bunch and I think we know how to deal with challenges and we have to leapfrog quite a lot. So we, we sometimes have to jump over five hoops immediately because we don't have the luxury or the equipment or the infrastructure to actually sequentially go through the stages just currently with, I don't know if you've experienced load shedding in South Africa, which we don't every have night. At the, every night. So that brings so much innovation because we need it. And specifically because of our history, our tragic history, and the way that we still sit with those legacies we have to be innovative. We have to think. We have to think of the person that sits in Kailita that absolutely can't even have to travel 50 kilometers just to get to work to an amiga, amiga, amiga substance to actually live versus the other person sitting in Camps Bay in the very big, royally, wonderfully, beautifully house with a stunning view. So how do we actually are able as a business, as a community, as a society, and as a country, be able to find real value, life value for each customer sitting in all these various complex and intricate situations that we find ourselves Sounds like you'll be teaching a lot of courses, different (laughs) courses at the university (laughs) one day. With our last few minutes, I guess what I would say, ask you is, um, based on what you know already, Mm. I'd like you to just, let's see, tell me your name once again, and tell me, if you had one thing to say to the rest of the world, what would you say? 
So my name again is Sumeri Schreiner, and I would say, from customer experience perspective, I would say it's twofold. You have to look at it from a customer's point of view, from the emotional and the rational aspects in their life world. And from a business side, you have to look at it from a strategic, but very much also from operational world. And how do we take these four segments and how do we innovate and how do we create and how do we actually make a change and an important influence and fulfilling a need within every person's life. Thank you for being on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Dennis. It was wonderful.